Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to the voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is Mouse Your House by Field T. Mouse who has been writing critter-centric tales for many years now. You can find more of his work at squirrel.sofurry.com. Please enjoy Mouse Your House by Field T. Mouse. At 8 o'clock sharp, the network primetime feed starts. Tomorrow night, the announcer declares, voice dripping with anticipation. It's an all-new episode of the award-winning hit show, the capybaras. They're the chillest rodents in town, who are always in hot water. An image of a stone-faced capybara couple appears on the screen. Critics are calling it weirdly charming. As high energy as low energy gets, you must see it. But tonight, it's your Reality Wednesday. First up, Mouse Your House. Our fabulous mousy fivesome answers harried homeowners' pleas, bringing style and finesse into their wayward abodes. At 8.30, Mouse Your House, Apartment Edition. They can fix that, too. At 9, are you becoming a hoarder? Garage overflowing. Our squirrels can help with that. It's squirrel your stuff. And finally, at 9.30, Lucky contestant streetcars get turned into hot rods by our team of plucky mechanics with ratitude. That's right, rev up for Rat Your Ride. Only on Scurry TV. Programs to gnaw on. Cut to black. A camera follows a muscular Sandyford feline in a tight-fitting t-shirt as he strolls up a driveway. He stops in front of a fancy red sports car, purring, caressing the hood. Am I right? He says, giving the camera a grin, tail lazily swerving about. Interview Chair Blake My name's Blake, the feline says. I'm a cougar, age 28, from California. I'm a professional drone racer. Footage shows Blake on site at a drone race, eyes razor-focused on a screen, face contorting and body leaning side to side. He's using a remote control to fly his drone through an obstacle course. As it crosses the finish line, he pumps a fist. Fuck yeah! Top time! Did you see that? Maybe two inches clearance on either side of that last tunnel didn't even scrape it. Yeah, it's a real sport, but it's not for weaklings. The camera pushes in closer. There's speedwalking and the Olympics, but not drone racing? He rolls his golden eyes. Fuck that. There's more video of Blake at the event, laughing and hanging out with his pals. I have world records on three different courses. Prize money's been good, have enough for a house now. So I took the plunge. A pause. Only one problem. 
The visual cuts to Blake standing in an empty room, paws on hips, scowl on face. Yeah, it didn't come furnished or decorated. I got my stuff in there, but coming from an apartment, it's not much. Need some work. Hard to invite the ladies over when it's not equipped, you know what I mean? The cougar flashes a toothy grin, waggling his brows. And when I looked at the price of interior decorators, I was like, fuck this, I'll have the mice do it. He pauses, uncertainly. You're, uh, you're paying for this, right? Cut to black. Theme song. The five Mouse Your House team members tour the residents. They have five days to work their magic. Oh, my gosh. A wispy male mouse says, placing a pink, furless paw over his heart, doing a little stagger. A blue-gray house mouse, Monticello. People call him Monty for short. Is this... Is this a color, Edina? Monty turns in a circle. The camera follows his movements. Every wall is the same. Is beige a color? Edina, a cute golden cream harvest mouse in charge of paint, looks over the room and considers... A little too warm to be beige? Interview chair, Edina. Beige is actually rather complex. She readjusts her glasses. It's alternately a pale, sandy fawn, a grayish tan, and back to house. Such a lack of imagination, Monty says. We just got here, Monty. Besides, if it were perfect, when we showed up, we'd be out of jobs. Billings, Adina's potential love interest, says he's also a harvest mouse, an eternal optimist, and DIY nerd. He is tasked with construction and electrical work. All the rooms are like this, Adina looks at the camera and sighs. We're gonna need more paint. I'll protect you, sweetie. Fridley, Monty's mate, promises. In charge of furniture, the big-eared, brown-and-white deer mouse pats Monty on the head. Just concern yourself with the decor. My decor has to blend with the color of the walls, Monty reminds. I can't even start until... He puts a paw to his forehead, as if the not-technically-beige color is giving off headache fumes. I just can't even... Their tails entwine. The fifth member of the group in charge of landscaping is Lonnie, a rough-and-tumble grasshopper mouse. He can be seen in the background, out of focus, talking to Blake. Billings goes up to every electrical outlet to test functionality. He then looks up at the ceiling lights. Kind of weak. Hmm. His blue eyes widen with excitement. Could use a chandelier in here, don't you think, Monty? Billy, you always ask such Obvious questions. I'm going to go inspect the kitchen, Fridley says, preparing to leave the room. If you hear screams, it's because there's no table and chairs, and they're just bar stools and a counter. Interview chair, Fridley. Society used to have standards. 
As Fridley leaves, Lonnie enters the frame, looking off-screen until he's sure Blake is out of earshot. Hey, guys. He skips a beat for dramatic effect. Do you think he likes me? Who? Billings asks. The cougar, Adina echoes. You think everyone likes you. Remember that coyote a few weeks ago? This is different, Lonnie swears. He just patted my ass. You wish, Monty mutters. He did. He's straight, Monty assures, like beyond saving. I bet they caught it on camera. Lonnie looks into the camera, awaiting an insert of footage. None occurs. You have such bad gaydar, Lonnie, Edina says, taping paint swatches to the wall to determine what looks best. She is already zeroing in on a bright ocean blue for this room. He's a total bro. He was probably just playing around with you. That's what they do. Just because I'm bi doesn't mean I'm confused, Lonnie continues. And if he's a bro, so what? Just more we have in common. Us howlers are pretty badass. We practically chug scorpion venom. Interview chair, Lonnie. Disclaimer, don't chug venom, kids. I don't think bro means badass, Billings points out. He's right, dear, Monty says with a helpful nod. It just means you're an ass. Lonnie scowls, buck teeth jutting from his mouth. Besides, cat, mouse, drama. And you know that from experience? Lonnie challenges. Monty doesn't reply, but gives the camera some side eye. Interview chair, Monty. Grasshopper mice like to call themselves howlers, so yeah. A sigh as the camera zooms in. That's what we're dealing with here. Where I come from, Lonnie continues as everyone gets to work and tries to tune him out. Mice and cats have been known to hook up. Don't they also make a lot of meh? Out in the desert? Monty wonders. Lonnie crosses his arms, tilting his pointy muzzle upward. Howlers don't quit. How can you quit when there's nothing there to start with? Adina asks, continuing to organize her paint swatches. What do you think about this one, Billy? Interview chair, Lonnie. They're always doing that, ganging up on me. Most mice don't like to rock the boat, you know? Oh, they talk about it, but they never do it. But guess what? I'm a fucking boat rocker. You know why? The camera switches angles. Because we don't got boats in the desert, and I don't have any fucking use for them. The camera eases back, but remains focused on the interview chair. Blake's hot, okay? The other four are essentially paired off. Lonnie counts on his paw. Monty and Fridley are mated. Adina and Billings are stuck in each other's orbit and have been for... Whatever. They're gonna do each other at any time. I'm the only true free agent here. The camera zooms in on his face. I have needs. Another pause. He has a barbed cock. You think you're gonna turn him? Monty asks. You? He shakes his head. 
Good luck with that. The house mouse leaves, going after Fridley. Interview chair. Lonnie casually leans back. Challenge fucking accepted. Cut to black. Commercial break. At twilight, a red squirrel is playing card games on a porch with assorted rodent friends. The squirrel goes to gnaw on a wood stick, which instantly breaks in half in their mouth. The squirrel grimaces, barking out in exaggerated pain. Has this happened to you? An announcer asks. The squirrel nods, their friends oblivious to the omniscient narrator. Tired of splinters on your tongue? Ready to move on from those old chew sticks? Yes, the squirrel declares. But what can I do? Try row chews. A colorful image of the product appears, followed by a flash as the product finds itself magically transported into the squirrel's paws. The squirrel's eyes widen. Your teeth are special, the announcer says. They don't stop for anything and neither should you. Gnaw in peace with row chews. The chew stick formula that's hard on teeth but easy on your mouth. None of that bitter aftertaste comes in mint, bubblegum, or plain, and less mess. Row Chews, recommended by four out of five row dentists. The squirrel gives a thumbs up to the camera as they gnaw on a row chew stick, flipping their cards over and proclaiming, I win! The camera pans around the living room. Adina is up on a ladder, pushing a paint roller up and down the wall. She's wearing an apron over her clothes. At the last moment, I ditched Greek Siren, the shade of blue I'd been considering, and decided to go with Forever Pine instead, a very noble forest green. She dips her roller in the paint pan, prehensile tail, curling around the side of the ladder. The camera cuts to a different angle. Billy, yeah, he liked this color the most, but... The camera focuses on Adina's face. But, you know, I would have chosen it on my own, eventually. It's not like I'm trying to impress him or anything. A shy giggle, self-consciously pushing her glasses up her muzzle. She then swallows, insisting. This color really gives me a feeling of rustic relaxation, of spiritual wholeness, even more important since Blake isn't exactly, well, maybe it'll rub off on him. Blake, as if on cue, walks into the room to inspect the goings-on. Nice, the tawny, easygoing cat says, giving a double thumbs up. So, uh, where's my 4K going? I thought I could go right there. Your TV? Idina stops what she's doing. The camera whip pans between Blake and her. I thought, but I thought it was going in the gaming room. Well, one of them is. I figure, like, I need a TV in every room, right? If I have them all on the same channel, I can walk from room to room and not miss anything? The mouse exhales, whiskers twitching. Did. Did you know about this, Monty? She asks the house mouse as he too enters the room. Monty pauses to compose himself, seeing she is painting with the color he hadn't expected. 
You told me Greek siren. I switched it up. To a cursed gothic forest? Blue's going in the bedroom now. I see. Well, that's good. He can feel like he's drowning in an ocean of sleep. Did you know about the TVs in every room? I planned all the decor for this room on blue, Monty says quietly. I told Fridley to let you know, Adina replies as politely as possible. You know Fridley doesn't hear anything when he's got a new sofa. Interview Chair Monty Fridley loves a plush seat. Cut to another room. Fridley walks around a pillow burgundy couch. He traces the arms and back with the claw of a single, furless finger. Interview Chair Fridley Sure, a futon is cheap and versatile. A futon fits Blake. A pause. But when I put my body against something, he lowers his voice. I want luxury. Billings enters the room, finding the deer mouse sprawled out on a pillowy thousand-dollar sofa. Should I, uh, leave you two alone? An exasperated Fridley blows out a breath, staring at the ceiling. Interview chair, Fridley. That's the problem with a five-person team. His whiskers twitch. There's always traffic. Cut back to the Forever Pine Room. What made you change your mind? Monty presses, tail noodling about. You know, just asking out of curiosity. I had a feeling, Adina says, not entirely lying. Monty raises a brow, waiting for more. Colors inspire moods, and I was feeling green, Adina elaborates. Maybe you're coming down with something. Scurvy, maybe? I'm not sick, Idina insists. She remains on the ladder, two rungs up, allowing her to visually tower over Monty. The house mouse puts his paws on his hips and said, Well, I mean, I guess all that yellow and gold stuff I got to color compliment a blue room won't look tacky in a green one. That's the spirit. It'll just look like he has a citrus fetish. Well, maybe he does, Adina replies, returning to her painting. Maybe. Monty crosses his arms, visibly twitching, refusing to leave. The camera pushes past the mice to a bewildered Blake. Interview chair, Blake. Fucking mice, man. Cut to outside of house, front yard. Lonnie is on his knees, digging, planting, mulching. I'm from the desert, so yeah. You wouldn't think I'd be good with plants and landscaping, but here I am. Interview chair, Monty. Lonnie always has to remind you where he's from. We get it, okay? Try getting an identity? Do I go around telling everyone I'm from Minnesota? No. He pauses. Do I look like an ice fisherman? I don't have the ass to pull off a tail sock. 
Lonnie takes off his shirt, flexing a bit. Gotta keep cool. He pauses, hopefully. Is Blake out here? The cameraman gestures no. Oh. Footage shows Lonnie walking through the yard, scribbling on a notepad with a blue ink pen. This space is pretty basic. Could really be spruced up. I don't think we can get away with planting any big trees, though. Or anything that would become big, we get in trouble with the Homeowners Association. He points, changing directions. Need to leave enough space to have outdoor gatherings. Blake says he likes to party, or as he pronounced it, partay. But yeah, semi-dwarf pear over there, maybe. Yeah, in the corner. An enthusiastic nod. Some bushes on the left side of the house with a brick barrier built around them. Classy. First, though, I'm going to put flowers around the front base of the house. Perennials. Low upkeep. Back in the present, the camera moves, handheld style, to Blake as the cougar comes out the front door. Seeing Lonnie, Blake walks his way. The grasshopper mouse, still shirtless on his knees with dirt in his paws, tries to play it cool by not looking up. Hey, man, the cougar says, crossing his muscular arms. Gussing things up? Oh, Blake, ha, huh, yeah, dude, gussying, the mouse squeaks, promising. When I'm done, everyone who goes by will ogle this place with envy. Awesome, that's what I'm after. So, uh, what brings you out here? Don't trust me? I know it's not often the mouse serves under a cat, but you know, I'm sure it's happened before. The cougar laughs, missing the innuendo. No, man, you're good. The feline looks at the window, ears cocking. He can still hear the mice squeaking. It's getting a bit stuffy in there. You know what I mean? Cut to living room. The other four mice are all present. I think Forever Pine looks better than Greek Siren. Billings says, unsurprisingly taking Adina's side. Has such a refreshing vibe. Thank you, Billy. It does, doesn't it? This screen makes me feel like I'm being stabbed by pine needles in the back. Monty tells Fridley, who is supportively massaging his mate's shoulders. Maybe you have a pinched nerve. Edina suggests. I wouldn't be surprised, Monty mutters, what with all the heavy lifting I do on this show. Cut to outside. You seem like you have it all, Blake, Lonnie mentions. Career, home, obscure amount of fame. Where's the girlfriend? Don't got one. I just moved, yeah, so I don't know anyone around here yet. And I travel a lot for drone races. The feline shrugged. Not worried, though. Something will happen soon enough. Usually it does. Let's hope so, Lonnie says, giving the camera a private look. Cut to black. Commercial break. A mellow announcer proclaims, Some of us have more fur than others. A female chinchilla rolls out of bed, looking down at white sheets, covered with shed fur. She puts her paws on her hips and gives an exasperated look to the camera.
It can be a problem, the announcer continues, and can even lead to misunderstandings. In a generic household setting, a male chipmunk is being questioned by his mate, who suspiciously points at the fur on his pants. That's not your fur color, the mate squints. What are you hiding? Nothing, he stammers nervously. It was that chinchilla at work she's shedding all over the office. I must have sat in a chair she used. The announcer rejoins, proclaiming, Now, with the updated Pelt Roller Pro, you can keep your fur to yourself. Our new stickier formula gets all those loose hairs secured without damaging fabric. The camera cuts to a room with subdued lighting and sexy music, where the chinchilla is running a Pelt Roller Pro over the innocent chipmunk's backside. Pelt Roller Pro, the announcer says smoothly. Your fur is your own business. End of break. Billings, having mounted Blake's 4Ks everywhere but the kitchen, which Adina has already painted, is taking a break to install dimmable miniature floodlights above the kitchen sink. I just love lighting. I mean, you can't see anything without it, right? <laughs> now I prefer dimmable lights above a sink because if you're getting up for a glass of water in the middle of the night, you don't want a full-on spotlight shining in your face. Hard to get back to sleep after that. Also, it doubles as mood lighting for that romantic dinner you've been meaning to have with the, with the lucky lady. He clears his throat. The camera zooms in on his ears, which are blushing. But, uh, now as far as outlooks near the sink, this is a bit of controversy. You don't want them too close to a water source, but how close is too close? Fridley, arranging and polishing the new kitchen tables and chairs, gives the camera a what-is-he-talking-about look. Interview chair, Fridley. I suppose he can't help but be boring. He's straight. A head tilt. I guess that's what Adina sees in him. Cut to Adina and Monty. The green room is finished, including furniture, and the bedroom is also nearly done. Edina is just removing the painter's tape from the edges while Monty sets up his decor. Blake suggested red passion for the walls in here, but Monty and I both agreed to stick with a cooler color. Edina explains. This shade of blue promotes relaxation and restfulness. Well, it's typical bro thinking, isn't it? Monty adds. Oh, red is sexy. Let me make the bedroom red. Then it'll be sexy time all the time. He rolls his eyes, tail zipping about. Bitch, get some sleep. After this, we'll work on the bathroom, Adina says. Billy's putting the finishing touches on the kitchen. We did the dining room and the living room during the bedroom now. Tomorrow will be done. Another house successfully moused. Hooray! Monty deadpans. Interview chair, Edina. Monty uses sarcasm as a defense mechanism. I know he loves the rest of us and the show. Why would he still be here otherwise? Interview chair, Monty. I tried a real job once. He pauses. Newsflash. The customer 
is always wrong. Monty, can you put these paint cans back in the garage for me? Making his voice exaggeratedly deeper, Monty says, Sure thing, miss. Cut outside to Lonnie. The grasshopper mouse is in the driveway, admiring his handiwork. Camera then cuts to the garage, where he's arranging garden tools and equipment. Blake will probably just hire a gardener rather than handle the upkeep himself, but I feel it's important to have your tools well organized. By type and, within type, by size. Yo, Lonnie, dig the yard, man. Blake says as he enters the garage. The camera quickly turns to the bouncy cougar, seemingly always on the go. Huh, get it? Dig. Yard. Lonnie does his best genuine laugh. Good one. The big brawny feline sidles up beside the mouse, putting an arm around him. Lonnie's eyes widen. He looks at Blake's chest and then stares off to the side at the camera. So, good news, man. Oh? We were talking about how I didn't have a girlfriend. Well, I'm at the coffee shop, and I meet someone just like that. What are the odds? She's a fox, literally. Gonna bring her to the housewarming party when you guys wrap up. Oh. Cool, right? Right. Lonnie says, unable to hide the disappointment in his voice. Anyway, I'm off to practice for my next race. Uh, okay, sure. See ya. Lonnie sighs, whiskers drooping dejectedly. The camera turns and spies Monty's head, peeking through the doorway, quickly ducking from view. Interview chair, Monty. All right, you caught me. His ears swivel as he's asked a question. Do I feel sorry for him? The house mouse slumps back in the chair, crossing his arms. Maybe. A pause. I have emotions. You happy? Cut to kitchen, where Billings has finished with his work. Fridley is still fiddling with the furniture. Looks great, Billy, Edina says, clasping her paws behind her, swaying back and forth. Well, I mean, it's nothing without the color of the walls, you know? Billings' ears are starting to blush again. So, really, you're more responsible than me. Thanks, but, like, you wouldn't be able to see the colors without proper lighting, Edina counters. Yeah, maybe, but... Interview chair... Fridley, you could cut the sexual tension with a butter knife? Cut to garage. Monty pretends to be looking for something as he makes his way over to Lonnie. What do you want? The grasshopper mask asks quietly. I'm not a scorpion, I surrender. When Lonnie doesn't respond to his attempt at humor, Monty clears his throat and gets right to it. <clears throat> so, things didn't work out with you and Blake, huh? Yeah, I know. You warned me. A twitch. Brag all you want. 
Actually, Monty says, leaning against a metal shelving unit, I thought I might introduce you to a friend of Fridley's. I'm sure whoever it is wouldn't be interested in me. He's an antelope squirrel named Rodney. No barbs, but he is unattached. Antelope squirrels, aren't they from the desert too? The grasshopper mouse asks, starting to park. Mm-hmm. Interview chair, Monty. I give it a month. They're both crazy. Uh, but hey, a shrug as he tries to downplay his niceness. I mean, he can't have Lonnie moping on the show. It'll drive off viewers. Cut to black. Commercial break. A fancy rat winces as they apply aloe to a sunburned tail on a sunny beach. An announcer laments. You don't need that or this. A harvest mouse shivers at a bus stop in the snow, trying in vain to stuff their prehensile tail underneath their winter coat. You need tea socks, the announcer insists. The new ultra-comfortable tail sock for all weather conditions. Thermally insulated for winter or light and breathable for summer. In flesh tones for blending in or neon colors to represent your bold personality. Many fashions of tail sock, covering many different naked tails, male and female, whip across the screen. Yes, there's a tea socks for everyone. The rat and mouse, walking paw on paw in an autumn-colored park, laugh and look back at the camera, tail-socked tails curling together. Tea socks, because furless tails matter, too. Begin end credits. Housewarming party. Outside the sun is setting. Chatter and merriment occur within. To another house, successfully moused, Fridley cheers, raising a glass. Monty clinks glasses with him and gives the dear mouse a kiss. We're at, what, sixty-something houses now? Fridley says. Time flies, doesn't it? I think it's over sixty. The dear mouse's whiskers twitch, face scrunching as he mentally verifies his math. The important thing, Monty assures, grabbing Fridley's shirt collar, is that 69 is coming up soon. Oh? Fridley smiles and reaches for his mate's ropey tail. He lowers his voice. How soon? Monty smirks as he pulls an excited, semi-tipsy Fridley off camera, almost causing him to drop his glass. Eek! The camera turns to Blake, was flanked by a vixen in a very short skirt. Hey, babe, want to fly my drone? He asks between mouthfuls of food. It works in the dark. Lonnie's whiskers twitch. Interview chair, Lonnie. Pretty sure that was a euphemism, right? Billings and Adina, meanwhile, are nowhere to be seen. Cut to hallway. The camera roves room to room. It stops at an open door, looks inside. Nothing. It keeps moving. The next one is closed. Locked. Sounds can be heard behind it. Squeaks, muffled moans. Oh, Billy. The creaking of a bouncing mattress is unmistakable. 
Slick slapping noises, too. <laughs> oh, Adina. Fuck. The camera shakes as backs away, quickly returning to the party. End of episode. The announcer returns. Thanks for watching. Tune in next Wednesday for another exciting new episode of Mouse Your House. Up next, though, Mouse Your House, Apartment Edition. The town mice visit a historic skyrise to renovate a socialite skunk's old-fashioned pad. Can they satisfy her elegant demands? Will they get over their phobia of elevators? Find out now. This was Mouse Your House by Field T. Mouse, read for you by Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog, or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.